Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I'm going to do my round eight preview tonight. I'm on my own, the old Han Solo tonight. Uh, Natty, my 5'8", he's meant to return next week. So looking forward to having Natty back on board after his uh, daughter Pepper was born a few weeks ago. Congratulations to Natty. Looking forward to having you back, brother. What about round seven? My God, what a week it was. Radley injured, Moses injured, Munster injured. The competition has been turned on its head. The Cowboys were shocking the week before. They came out and smacked the Knights. Canberra couldn't get the job done against the Parramatta Eels. It was a crazy week. This competition, it is so unpredictable. It's not even funny. What about Manly? They come out and get done by 40 points by the Cronulla Sharks. Just unbelievable. This competition, it's got so many more twists and turns to come, and I can't wait. It just shows this weekend that if you win that first 20 minutes, you get the momentum through the ruck. These new rules, they're su- they give such a big advantage to the teams with the momentum. You cannot predict anything in this comp. It's absolutely anyone. Massive week this week in round eight. Couple of huge games coming off. Let's kick it off by diving into our Thursday night clash, the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters. It's got the heart. The Melbourne Storm take on the Sydney Roosters on Thursday night. What a clash this is going to be. We've got two major outs. We've got Cameron Munster out for the Melbourne Storm, and we've got Victor Radley out for the Sydney Roosters. I'm going to start with the Storm first. Um, I think the advantage for them is that they're coming out of last week. They had a pretty cruisy game coming out uh, out against the Warriors, put 50-odd points on them, got some real confidence out of it. Wasn't an overly exhausting game for them, unlike the Roosters playing the Dragons last week. That would have taken a lot out of them, backing up you know, off those two injuries to Radley and so I think the Storm will be a little bit more fresh. Uh, Cameron Munster, I've spoken about him the last few weeks. He is just the X factor in this team. He is just such an amazing footballer. He's on a completely different level right now to any other player in the comp. You could see in the first half last week, he was just taking the Warriors to absolute school. I've spoken about it for the last five or six weeks. I don't need to say it again. He's got time, and it is the most valuable asset in rugby league. And the Melbourne Storm are really going to miss him. Riley Jax has come in for him. Completely different footballer to what we're used to with Cameron Munster, obviously. I really like Jax. So he's a real um, controlling figure. He's a real handy little footballer, tough little nut, makes his tackles, does his jobs. He's no monster, though, obviously. Uh, one thing that excited me last week about the Melbourne Storm was seeing Ryan Pappenhausen finally back to finding some some confidence. He looked electrifying against the Warriors. I know a lot of people in Supercoach have gone out and sold him. I was one of the the apparent idiots that held on to him for weeks and weeks. Interesting to see what he does now. He's got a bit of confidence. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that without Munster... It's going to hurt him. I'm not sure if it is, to be honest with you. They'll play more centre-third footy, more direct footy through Cameron Smith, which if you go back to those first two weeks of the season, especially the game against Manly, their first game of the season, I think if the Melbourne Storm were playing anyone else other than the Manly Seagulls with their incredible defence that day, and Tom Trevojevic in, in particular... I think Pappenhausen would have scored three tries that day solely off Cameron Smith, just messing around with the markers 
and just playing through the centre third. And I think that would have given Pappenhausen a lot of confidence. I think last week he had the confidence game that he needed. And I think you're going to see a lot out of Pappenhausen for the rest of the year. I think there's going to be a lot of egg on a lot of faces. I'm not sure if it'll come this week against the Roosters. Obviously the best defensive unit in the NRL. But keep your eye on Pappenhausen. I think you could do much worse than having him in your super coach side. I think the player in focus for the Melbourne Storm this week, especially in defense, will be Justin O'Lamb. I think the Roosters will really try and target him this week. I think defensively, he's been lacking a little bit the last few weeks. With the ball in hand, he's been fantastic. But just in defense, I think he's been lacking. And I think this will be something that the Roosters will be trying to target. Over to the Chooks. You know, they've lost Victor Radley. I've spoken about him for 18 months now, about how valuable he is. I think you're going to start to see it now. They've replaced him with Nat Butcher, uh, local South Sydney boy, Nat Butcher, great little footballer. He's no Victor Radley. Um, same sort of body sh- shape, but just the shapes and the structure that Victor Radley brings, I don't think Nat Butcher can possibly replace that. Now, they're going to be different. That doesn't mean they'll be better. It doesn't mean they'll be worse. They're going to be different, and different can be a scary prospect sometimes. Nat Butcher's going to bring something different to this side, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how Trent Robinson changes their game plans. I think this is the most exciting game for me of the round because I want to see how Bellamy and how Robinson change their game plans without Munster and without Victor Radley. I mean, Trent Robinson, he really hasn't hasn't had Victor Radley in that team for a long time now. He's never really had to deal with this situation, and whenever he has... He's had a Cooper Cronk in the side. So now he has to change it a little bit. I think the scariest thing about Radley missing from this side is that it's going to force Luke Keery's hand to step up. And if I'm one of the 15 other teams in the NRL, I sure as fuck don't want Luke Keery stepping up and having more handles of the ball because he's just such a freakish footballer. I'd sort of, you know, I'd rather have Victor Radley. I'd rather be taking them on with Victor Radley in the middle and playing safe. I think at least you know what you're going to get. Luke Keary, with him playing eyes up footy with these rules, with him taking more control, it is a terrifying prospect. Um, Kyle Flanagan on the right edge too. He's obviously going to probably play a little bit more of of the um, centre third footy. He's sort of been stuck out on his edge so far. Looking forward to seeing him develop. He's obviously come on a lot quicker than I thought he would. I think he's come on a lot quicker than everyone thought he would. Considering the huge shoes he's trying to fill, he's doing a fantastic job, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen to Luke Keary and Kyle Flanagan now that Radley's gone. It sort of forces their hand to get more involved and have more touches of the footy, which is exciting. Uh, the two front rowers last week, Jared Ray Hargraves and Takiaho, were just massive. Both played almost 80 minutes. They were incredible. They're going to be tired this week, and I think Melbourne know that. They're going to target them through the centre third. They're not going to go around them. They're going to try and go through them, which not many teams try and do. Even Parramatta the other night when they really put the sword to them, they were sort of trying to go around. They weren't playing through the centre third. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how the Melbourne Storm go about it. Uh, on their bench, Farmer Silly comes back from the Warriors. I really like him. I think he's going to be a really solid footballer. Um, Orbison's still on the bench. Collins and Tupanua. Young, uh, sorry, outside of Orbison, young, explosive bench. I think they're going to bring a lot. I spoke about him earlier, but I think Siwa Takiyaho is now the most important forward in this team. He's the player that, you know, now that Radley's gone, he's the one with the best ball skills. And depending on what Robinson does here, I wouldn't be surprised to see Takiyaho sort of fill that role that um, that Victor Radley pl- plays at lock. I think he'll be a bit of a ball player. I think he'll dig into the line, and I think you'll see him start to move the ball around a little bit more than what he does at the moment because he's he's got the footwork and he's got the ball skills to really step into that role. Interesting to see what they do. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if they run out on Thursday night and Nat Butcher's playing more of a front row role and Takiyaho's sort of playing that lock forward role, bit of ball distribution. He's got the skills to do it. 
as I said, the most interesting thing about this game is what Trent Robin, how Trent Robinson's going to change their game. They've got a championship um, blueprint that they've used for the last two years, and he's going to have to blow it up to some extent or use Takiyaho as his ball-playing lock. I'll be very interested to see what he does here. Supercoach-wise, I really like Cameron Smith in this game. I think he's going to have an absolute blinder. He's one that I'd be chucking a VC or a captain on. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think he's going to make a heap of tackles, but there's going to be opportunities for him around the ruck. I think the Chooks are going to be tired through there, and Cameron Smith's going to take advantage of it. Pappenhausen has found some energy. Look for Cameron Smith to provide plenty of opportunities for Ryan Pappenhausen. For the Roosters, you know, James Tedesco, He's one that, you know, he, he's normally a VC lock every week. I think they're going to start a little bit slow. And without Radley, it worries me a little bit with Teddy. You know, you can never go wrong by throwing Teddy a VC. I won't be looking at him this week if I had him. But moving forward, let's see how the Roosters play. Really exciting game. I I hate chipping against the Roosters, but I'm going to go Melbourne in a close one here. I've got a feeling there might be a little bit of an upset. I think the Roosters are going to start slow after last week. They would have been absolutely exhausted. And it's going to take them a little while to get used to life without Victor Radley. As I've said, he's one of the most important footballers in the NRL. They're going to miss him more than you could ever imagine. I'm going to say Melbourne by six. Going to be a cracking game. Can't wait for this one. Friday night footy kicks off at 6pm with the Canberra Raiders taking on the St. George of the Warrior Dragons. I must say I've been incredibly disappointed with the Canberra Raiders over the last few weeks, but I don't think they're far away from putting it together, and I think this will be the game that you see the best out of them again. Uh, they're at $1.26, so they should be. I think they're going to really give it to the Dragons on Friday night. Uh, Dragons perform well against the Roosters last week. Uh, there's a trend ever since the comp has restarted since the COVID-19 break. No team has played the Roosters and won the week after, and I think that trend's going to continue. Um, I think the Raiders are going to really put a number on them. I think the Raiders have made a good decision by benching Curtis Scott. The Dragons would be very disappointed by that. His defense has been incredibly bang average over the last month or so. I think they've made a good decision there. Curtis will bounce back. He's a talented footballer. He's just got a few defensive issues that need to be sorted out. And if you've noticed nothing else over the last three weeks of, sorry, five weeks of footy since we've come back, it's that centers... It, the position is coming more, becoming so much more valuable nowadays. It used, to, you know, for the last few years, it's been wingers more valuable than centres. I think you're starting to see that switch back, and I think that the general strike centre is going to come back into the game very soon. Curtis Scott has got some defensive issues he needs to sort out. Ricky Stewart will get it sorted. I think you'll see the best out of the Raiders. I don't think the Dragons score more than 10 points on Friday night. I think you'll see a real clinical display by the Raiders. There was a guy that I said last week on my page that if he's on your free agent list, you should go and grab him. That was Hudson Young. Said there's a chance that he might hold that edge spot. As it turns out, of course, Corey Horsburgh is now injured. Joey Tapine moves to lock, and Hudson Young looks to have that spot wrapped up until Johnny Bateman returns. If Johnny Bateman returns, God knows what's going to happen there. Bit of a puzzle. But if you've got Hudson Young, you're absolutely flying there. He's a great little pickup. It's going to serve you well. I really like Georgie Williams in this game. I think he's going to put on a real show. And I think uh, I think Jack Whiten, if he just keeps running in this game, he could be anything. Um, for the Dragons, I don't know. Are they? I don't know if they're actually playing good footy, to be honest with you. I I think they went on a little high. They 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 dusted the Titans. They put up a good performance against a roost against the Roosters who had a heap of injuries. And you know there was a lot of things that went the Dragons' way in that game. And 
you know, the Roosters still came over the top and did a number on them. The Dragons have improved without a doubt. I really like the look of Ben Hunt playing in hooker. I've said for a while, Cam McInnes, he's a better footballer than he is dummy half in the modern game. So moving him to lock, it's the best thing for the team and Ben Hunt needs to be playing at hooker. If you watch the rest of the NRL every other game, the running hookers, they're taking advantage of these new rules. It's like the Dragons are sitting there playing checkers while the rest of the comp's playing chess. Ben Hunt needs to be at nine and that, that determined... That, that their great captain, Cam McInnes, he needs to be at 13 just playing footy. I think they're improving, but if you think their problems are solved, I'm sorry, you're incredibly wrong. I don't see this ending well for the Dragons on Friday night. Happy to be proven wrong, though. Let's move to the 7.55 game, Parramatta Eels, North Queensland Cowboys. I think the most interesting thing here, of course, is Mitch Moses is out, so Jai Field comes in. If you would have said to me a year ago, Jai Field's coming in to play halfback for the Parramatta Eels, I think I would have laughed at you. The new game, though, it suits a guy like Jai Field. I really hope Brad Arthur just sort of loosens the reins this week, takes a bit of structure out of their game and just let, let the Eels just go mad. I think that, you know, if they play the way they've been playing the last few weeks with heaps and heaps of offloads, you know, I think they're leading the comp in offloads by like 30 or 40. It's incredible. If they play that second phase footy, Jai Field will absolutely carve the Cowboys up on Friday night. I think it's really interesting. Jai Field's not a long-term option, but he's going to step in for the next two or three weeks and he's going to do a real job and he's going to bring a real X factor. Of course, I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan Brown. I think he's going to be fantastic over the next few weeks. Him and Gutho are going to have to step up and do a little bit more. And I'm really excited to see what they get out of Dylan Brown. Another guy that's really impressed me, Junior Paulo. He's been amazing. I think he's a guy that you could throw the VC on in Supercoach most weeks now. He's just doing fantastic. Regan Campbell-Gillard had a huge game last week. I know he'll in deep leagues, he'll be available on free agent lists. Make sure if he didn't get picked up in waivers, you go and grab him now. He should be in a team somewhere. Ryan Madison, of course, another VC that I really like. Just an absolute star week in, week out. Over to the Cowboys, no Val Holmes returning yet. Obviously, Tal Malolo, he's he's the VC or the captain option there. Um, I'm liking the look of Reese Robson. He's been a bit hot and cold the last two or three weeks, but I like the way they're heading. Uh, Jake Clifford, cracking game last week. Scotty Drinkwater, I'm not sold on him. I've loved Drinky for a long time, but he keeps finding super coach points somehow, but I'm not... I'm not completely convinced on him. I think I'd be trying to sell him out now at some point. I'm going to take the Eels here. I think it'll be 1-12. to 12. It'll be tight, but I think Parramatta get the job done. I think they'll be a little bit tired after last week. They went to extra time. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cowboys start fast, but I think Parramatta will come home over the top at the end of the game. Super Saturday kicks off at 3pm. We've got the Gold Coast Titans up against the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, the Cronulla Sharks have been my smoky all year. I've been saying for a while, when they get their whole squad on the park, they are going to be one hell of a football team. It's a really good spine between Townsend, Johnson, and Matty Moylan. They can just produce anything. And I think you start to saw that you start you were starting to see that against Manly on the weekend. They scored, you know, forty odd points. That might be the confidence game they need to roll that into a game against Gold Coast Titans. I know they're high flying after two games on the trot, but you know, the Tigers played pretty average against them and then the Broncos just did what the Broncos are doing at the moment. I think this will be a real test for the Titans. I like the Sharks here. I think they'll go thirteen plus. I think they'll put on another score. Um, I'm expecting SJ to continue his really good form. I've been very critical of him over the last few years, but I can't deny he's starting to play some really good footy. And I think up against this Titans mob, he should put on a real show. I think Moylan's another one that'll score well in this game. Uh, you saw him link up with Jesse Ramian last week for that try. I think that'll give him a lot of confidence. 
if you don't understand how much of a good ball player Matt Moylan is, I can't help you. Don't get wrapped up in bagging him because he's always injured. He's an extremely talented ball player. As far as timing goes for a ball player, I'm not sure if anyone has better timing in rugby league than Matt Moylan when he's fit, firing, and confident. Hopefully you see the best out of Matty Moylan on Saturday. If you do, the Titans are in some serious trouble. I've been really impressed with uh, Jamal Fogarty, halfback for the Titans. Been playing some really good footy for a young bloke. Ash Taylor impressed me a lot last week. He was incredible. Scored a try. Laid on another one. Almost kicked a 40-20 at one point. Just had a really strong game. I love seeing him back playing confident footy. Looking forward to seeing uh, Corey Thompson. Had to exit the game early last week with a HIA, I believe. Looking forward to seeing him run around. Brian Kelly's playing fantastically. Tyrone Peach is back into the starting lineup. Hopefully they just give him a license to just go and play footy. I hate seeing him stuck down a corridor playing centre. Let him play footy. Let him do his thing. Um, Fodder Waker, how good is this kid? He's going to be an absolute superstar for the Gold Coast. They cannot let him leave, no matter what. Um, I like the Gold Coast side, but I'm going with the Sharkies. I really like the, the Sharks bench. Toby Rudolph, Hamlin Ueli, Talakai, and Royce Hunt. It is an absolute monster pack, and I think they're going to give the Titans a lot of trouble. I'm going to go the Sharkies. 13 plus when they kick off on Saturday afternoon. The game after that, 5.30, New Zealand Warriors up against the Brisbane Broncos. Two teams coming off pretty embarrassing weeks uh, for different reasons, I guess. You know, the Warriors, I wouldn't dare bag the Warriors. They've got a lot going on and, you know, they're just doing a favour to rugby league essentially by hanging around and, you know, you've got to respect them for it. They're taking on the Broncos this league without two of us a check. I'm not going to go into too much detail with the Warriors. I just, you know, I don't want to put the foot into them. They're doing a great job showing up. Broncos, if they lose this game against the Warriors, who are away from their family, who have been away from their families for a long time, without Roger Tuovasashek, it might be a new club low. They need to win this game, the Brisbane Broncos. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. He's made some changes. Corey Oates has dropped out of the side. Jermaine Asako's back on the wing after being on the being on the bench last week. They've got Tessie New at fullback. Hopefully he plays the whole game. Uh, threw an intercept last week. Don't bag him for it. Shit happens. Move on. He's going to be a really talented footballer. I'm glad to see him still hold on to his spot. Uh, Brodie Croft still at seven. Milford at six. Personally, I don't think Croft is the man to wear to the seven. I'd be playing Dearden there, and I'd be playing Brodie Croft at 5'8", and Milford wouldn't be in my side at the moment. He's just not doing enough for me, and I don't think Croft is a good enough leader. I'd be bringing in Tommy Dearden. Interesting to see what they do here. Isaac Luke's still starting. So does Dearden come on and play hooker again? We'll have to wait and see. Um, Payne Haas, he's been playing about 60 minutes a week the last few weeks. I'm expecting him to play big minutes here this week. It's a must, absolute must-win game. There is no excuses this week. They need to win this game, full stop. I don't even want to think about what could happen if they don't win this game. So I'm expecting a lot of minutes from Payne Haas. Matt Lodge had an injury last week. Probably helps Payne Haas' cause. I think he's a great captain option this week. I'll tip him to go 80-plus this week. Payne Haas. Tavita Pangai Jr. has looked fantastic. We know that he's a he's a flat-track bully. If they start to get on the front foot, he'll start to play his best footy. The offloads will come. There'll be tries coming off him. He could be anything TPJ. If he's in your draft teams... He's a definite VC for me this week. He could go huge. Uh, I'm going to say the Broncos. I want to say 13 plus, but I won't. I'm going to go 1 to 12 because God knows what form you're going to get from them here. I hope the Warriors put up a really good fight because I love the spirit they're playing with. You know, a couple of guys to mention there that have really impressed me. Uh, Jermaine Tanua Brown has been fantastic. Ignatius Parsi has been great the few weeks he's been playing. Tohu Harris, there isn't a bloke working harder than him in the NRL right now. I hope the Warriors put up a good fight here. I'm going to go Brisbane 
by 10 points. The West Tigers and the Penrith Panthers round out Super Saturday for round eight. This is going to be an absolute cracking game. Really looking forward to this one. Both coming off big, big, impressive wins. Really excited for this one. I think it'll be decided um, on the Penrith Panthers' left edge. That's the uh, that's the kick out. Crichton and Joshy Mansour edge up against Leilura and Nofaluma. Um, if the Tigers hold up on that edge, which their credit they have over the last few weeks. I think Josh Reynolds has made a really big difference there intensity-wise. They've really lifted. I think if they can hold up in defense, I think the Tigers could win this game. Um, Harry Grant's been on absolute fire. You know, I've been talking about him for a while, obviously, but to be honest with you, he's actually exceeded what I thought he would be doing. He's just incredible, an unbelievable footballer. Uh, the the Penrith Panthers, though, Cleary is just such a big in, isn't he? You could just see the difference he made the other night. I, I personally, you know, that game was close last week, but I didn't think the South Sydney Rabbitohs really troubled Penrith all that much. And I think this week the Tigers will. They're going to really attack them through the centre third. I think Harry Grant's going to be sniffing around. It's going to be a real test for the Panthers. Really looking forward to this game. I'm going to go Penrith in a tight one. I think that left edge that I spoke about earlier, I think they might put a few points on them. Uh, another guy that's been playing really well for them, Jerome Luai. He's taken his game to a new level. I'll wear that all over egg all over my face. I thought Matt Burton was the man to partner Cleary. Luai's doing a fantastic job over there on the left edge. He's just playing fantastically. I think this game here, Supercoach White, there's two absolute standouts for me, Nathan Cleary and Harry Grant. I've spoken about both of them. If you think Penrith are going to win, I think Nathan Cleary is a fantastic captain option. If you think the Tigers are going to pull an upset here, Harry Grant is your man. I think both are cracking VCs. If you have a draft team where you've got a captain still to come on Sunday, I'd be looking at these two fellas. Whichever way you're going to fall, whether it's Penrith or Tigers, I'd be looking at them big time for super coach. I think with Cleary back, I think this will be a win for the Penrith Panthers. It'll be tight. Could go either way. I'm going to go Penrith by six points. Sunday Arvo footy kicks off this week with the Manly Seagulls taking on the Newcastle Knights. Two major ins for both teams in the centres. Uh, Manly get back Moses Suley and Bradman Best returns from the, for the Newcastle Knights. Two massive ins there. I think this game will, will be decided in the front row and I can't wait for it. Fireworks in the engine room everywhere. Adam Fanua Blake and Marty Tapao up against Daniel Saifidi and David Clemmer. It doesn't get any better than this. The uh, the Knights front rowers t- took on the Cowboys last week. Joshy McGuire, Jordan McLean, Jay Jason Tamalolo, and they really got shown up. I'm expecting a big showing from them. On the other side of the park, Manly, they got a real dust-up last week against Cronulla Sharks. These are two teams with a massive point to prove this week. Whoever's the hungriest will get this one. I can't wait for this game. It's going to be an absolute cracker. As I said, both teams coming off a loss. Really, really excited for it. I think um, the media and the general public are responding way too quickly to that game last week that Manly lost, saying they can't win without Tom Trevojevic. You only have to wind the clock back a year ago when they lost Tom Trevojevic for a lot of 2019. They played some cracking footy. I think the game on the weekend is just an off game for them. I think they'll be back. They're too much of a good system not to bounce back. Ruben Garrick's first game at fullback last week. He'll be better for the run. Moses Suley comes back in. I really like Manly here. I think they're going to put on a real show. I mean, it's not it's not cut and dry. Newcastle, they're a cracking team. and They've played some great footy so far this year, but I was really worried with what I saw from them last week against the Cowboys, who, you know, they... They were down 34-0 the week before against the Tigers at halftime. They led 26-0 the week after. I don't know. Maybe it it was the loss that the Knights needed, but I'm going to go Manly here in a really close one. I think their pack will get the better of Newcastle, and I really think Daly Cherry Evans is going to step up after a quiet game last week. No Tom Trevojevic. 
that just don't have short memories. Yes, it was a bad game, but remember what they did last year. Desley Hasler, I'll have these boys up. Really like Manly. Adam Fanua Blake, I think he scored 142 points last week in Supercoach. Absolute monster effort. I don't know what he was doing in attack. It was like he was playing four different positions, but he's one guy on your Supercoach radar as a captain this week. Another one, if you think the Knights are going to get the win, it's all eyes on Caleb Honger. He's had a sensational season so far. He is just taking his game to a new level, and with Bradman Best returning, his strike weapon on the, on the left side, he'll, he'll be going to Bradman Best all day. If you think the Knights are going to win, KP is a cracking captain this week. I'm going to go Manly in a close one. Manly by eight points for me. Sunday night, 6.30, the Canterbury Bulldogs and the South Sydney Rabbitohs wrap up round eight. Uh, This is a game I'm not overly confident on. I think South Sydney should get the win. Canterbury, I think they're very lucky that the Brisbane Broncos exist because they've flown under the radar for how poorly they've gone, in my opinion. They've averaged about, allowing about 30 points a week over the last three weeks. And their season record, one and seven. It speaks for itself. I had to sit there all off-season and listen to people tell me that, oh, did you see the way they finished 2019? That they won four of their last six games. They look fantastic. They beat these guys. They did that. They did this. They did that. They're going to be so good in 2020. And I just sat there and went... Guys, they did the exact same thing at the end of 2018 as well. They came out like a busted asshole in 2019. They finished it really strong when there was no pressure on them. They could just throw the ball around and play footy. There was no like, there was no consequences for any mistakes or anything. They could just play footy. They did the same thing to kick off 2020. They've come out terribly. They're sitting with one win and seven losses. I just, I, I, I don't know what's going on here with Dean Pay. I don't understand a lot of his selections. They've now lost Will Hopawade. Just a massive loss for that team. It's just huge. He's such a strong footballer. There has been some shining lights in their side. I, I thought Jeremy Marshall King's having his best season so far. He's been really strong. Raymond Vitala Mariner. I said about six weeks ago, I don't understand what Dean Pay is doing with this bloke's career. He's wasting away in reserve grade. Finally, he's put him in there, and he's been absolutely flying. I love Vitala Mariner. The other man that I'll talk about is, you know, there's a lot of quality 13s getting around in the NRL at the moment, especially the man he faces this week in Cam Murray, but Adam Elliott is playing career best footy. He is doing a fantastic job. If he was to be a bolter for Freddie, I'd be confident he'd do a job for them. Um, South Sydney, they've got the class to get the win here. I'm expecting them to get it done. Latrell, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, I think they should have enough to get it done with Damien Cook as well. Um, I really like Cam Murray in this game. He's been a bit quiet with attacking stats lately. I think he might put on a bit of a score here. He's obviously, you know, he's still so young and they've got so much on his shoulders. There's going to be such a future there. So Wayne Bennett is obviously limiting um, his minutes. I mean, you didn't have to a rocket scientist to work this out at the start of the year that Wayne Bennett being Wayne Bennett was obviously going to try and wrap him up in cotton wool to some extent. He's got a big future ahead of him. He's not going to burn him out in the first three or four years of his first grade career. I'm going to go South Sydney by 18 here. I think they might start to put some points at the end of the game. Jimmy Roberts back into the sides, a big in. Campbell Graham at centre is doing fantastically. I really like South Sydney here. I think Canterbury are in more trouble than what everyone's realising. They're desperate for Luke Thompson to come into this team and make an immediate impact. I think he's going to be a really quality player for them. I've had a few people send me DMs this week about if they should trade up to get their hands on Luke Thompson. Look, he's going to be solid. Well, in my opinion, he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be a 55-point front row forward, which is great. But the reality of the situation is that you can get a 45-50 to front row forward off your waiver wire. Don't go huge overs to get your hands on Luke Thompson, yeah? It's going to be a long time till he's playing his 
his massive big minutes. And even when he is, I think he's going to be a 55 to 60-point player. There's a lot of risk there. And in the front row forward, the difference between a 60-point player and a 50-point player, it's a waiver wire pick. Don't go huge overs on him. I'm sure he's going to be a great footballer, but I think he's going to be a better footballer than he is super coach player. Thanks for tuning in again to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Stay tuned. Over the next week or so, we've got another interview dropping. Uh, one with um, Simon Wolford, former Raiders captain and the current coach of the Huddersfield Giants. He takes us through his career at the Canberra Raiders. You know, he sort of came into the Raiders during the mid-90s, sort of early to mid-90s. So just as the Raiders were coming off that incredible run of grand finals and premierships, and, you know, you had the Laurie Daly's, the Ricky Stewart's, the Steve Walters, the Mal Meningas, they were all starting to move on or retire. And Simon Wolford came in there and played in the spine and obviously spent a few years under some absolute stars. So has a few cracking stories about those guys there. He was then coached by Mal Meninga. So Mal Meninga went from a player to a coach in just a few short years. Um, Simon Wolford talks through his career at the Canberra Raiders, his eventual move to St. George Illawarra, where um, you know he played a year or two there, retired, Wayne Bennett arrived and Wayne actually tried to convince him to come out of retirement and play an extra year or so and he turned that down and you know they ended up winning a comp a year later so interesting little chat there from Simon you know he then moved over to Huddersfield he's been coaching over there and it's really interesting to hear from a coach's perspective during all this COVID gear what's been happening and how his players and his team and his his entire management's dealing with the situation great chat with Simon Wolford an absolute champion fella you'll really enjoy it Thanks for tuning in again. Make sure you subscribe and share to all your mates. Keep kicking the corners and always play smart footy.